Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Well, happy hump day, everybody. Welcome to The Spill. Has there ever been a better day of the week for your daily pop culture fix? No, there hasn't, has there? I'm Melissa Mason. And I'm Laura Brodnick. I hate the phrase hump day. (laughs) I know, you really did. I was like, I mean, there's three of us in this room, but I'm assuming I was the first to speak. Why do you hate hump day? I know, it's just a weird turn of phrase, right? It is strange. I mean, it just means the middle hump. No, I I do understand the mechanics of it. (laughs) Like, I get it. Complicated as it is. (laughs) It's so complicated. It actually was. I was like, what is the meaning there's a hump in the middle of the day? Anyway, yes, look, it is that time of year again. It is the time when Gwyneth Paltrow drops her always unhinged. Always, I'm going to call it Toxically Beautiful Yes. <laughs> goop gift guide. We've picked our favourites. We've got a lot to say about it. But first, here are the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gas? I want more headlines. Okay, I feel like everyone's going to be excited by this first headline because when I kind of brought it off in a very offhand way mm. to you and our producer, Gia, this morning, you both gasped I as did. only a basic girl can do. Yes, I it was feel. a small squeal gasp. It was, <laughs> I was very excited. So Helen Fielding, who is, of course, the author of the Bridget Jones Diary books, has confirmed that she is working on a fourth movie in the cinematic saga of Bridget Jones. At times like this, continuing with one's life seems impossible. So the novelist and screenwriter revealed in a new interview that she's working on adapting her 2013 Bridget Jones book, Mad About the Boy, for the big screen. And so she said, yes, I'm working on it to Radio Times. You know, she's pushing it forward. She's hoping it's going to happen. Obviously, people are freaking out and saying a fourth Bridget Jones is definitely coming. And she's had to kind of jump in and say, like, every time a movie gets made, it is a miracle. So don't get too excited yet. Mm. But just know that the wheels are turning, the script is getting written, phone calls are being made. Renee Zellweger has previously said that she is aware that Helen is working on this project and that if Helen calls her to be Bridget Jones again, she will go running. Thank so God. So I feel like, you know, things are happening. Hang on. So I feel like it's been a really long time since I read that book, but I'm pretty sure Mr. Darcy dies, Does right? he? Yes. I, I have not read the last book, I have to admit. I've read the others. He dies? Yes. So that would be very upsetting because we wouldn't have a Colin Firth No. He's the best part of that movie. I did, I'm not a, wasn't a huge fan of Patrick Dempsey in the last movie. And I say that as someone who interviewed Patrick Dempsey for that movie when he came to Australia. I was a bit awkward because he sang all of Abba's Mamma Mia song to me, the whole song. The whole song. Before the interview. It was like that feeling when, you know, like when a whole room singing happy birthday to you. And after a while, you're like, I don't know where to look. I feel like I'm smiling too hard. It was like that. I hate that. (laughs) I hate that. Is my worst nightmare. It was a lot. It was a lot. But yes, in the book, I'm pretty sure that he dies. It starts after she's grieved his death and then she's like, 
you know, Bridget in the modern world on the dating apps and stuff. So that would be quite fun. I do want to see that. Okay. Helen, make it happen. The reign of Taylor Swift just keeps getting stronger. She's now the first artist to hold the entire top 10 of the Billboard Top 100, beating out Drake, who previously held the record with nine songs. I don't know why I don't like Drake. I just don't. So I'm really happy that this has happened, Laura. I don't know. I cannot think of what Drake's done to. He's done nothing to me. He's done nothing to me. Just his existence. Just don't like him. Anyway, Anti Hero is obviously number one. It's me. by Lavender Hayes, Maroon, Snow on the Beach, Midnight Rain, Bejeweled and Question, aka all of my Midnight's favourites, and I'm sure yours as well if you're listening. Midnight's had the biggest first week of sales of any album this year, almost double Harry's house, sucked in Harry Styles. I just still feel like there's beef between those two and I just really enjoy playing into it. Oh, okay, sure. (laughs) I was like, so now we hate Harry Styles, Drake. I can't keep up with this list of people. I feel like she would love that though. Come on, she'd love that. It also broke global Spotify records for the most streams of a single album in one day on release. So Taylor really is the queen and the king and the lord of music at this point. (laughs) She's now setting off on a major tour of American stadiums called the Era Tour with her BFFs and squad gang members, Haim, as support. Sometimes I forget that the squad happens. I feel like she wants us to forget. She's really killed. Like optically that's not a great look in this time and place. sometimes I remember and I'm like, everyone was in that. Look, in true Taylor style, though, she's really kept quiet about the controversy around the anti-hero music clip, where she obviously stood on the scales and the dial swung to fat as Taylor reacted like it was a nightmare. This was, of course, a reference to her disordered eating years, and I know you and Chelsea covered this at length last week, and she talked about that disordered eating in her Netflix documentary. So it wasn't, like, the intention behind it, I think, was good, but the actual outcome of it was not so great. And so they very quietly took it out of the video clip. So it's not in there anymore. But the reason we're bringing this up again is because we had one of our spillers, Sally, dial in with this really good point regarding the original. I'm just calling about the Taylor Swift video. I agree with all the things you said, but the only thing that occurred to me, which was when I know that my seven-year-old granddaughter will be watching that video over and over again, and she won't understand the intricacies of the fat thing on the scales. She will just see the word fat and the shaking of the finger. And I think that could go deep. She does have a lot of young, young fans, really young, even younger than seven, I think. Anyway, love the shows, all of them. Thanks. I love you, Sally. I mean, it's something that was part of the conversation, but I think had it really been broadened out in a way. And like when Chelsea and I were discussing the Taylor Swift video and the reaction Mm. to it, we were talking about it through a very adult lens almost, forgetting that so much of her audience are really young girls. And you've got to think that they might not be reading the big think pieces about it and the bigger conversation around the broader conversation, the listening to podcasts that touch on it. And so they're kind of missing that part of the conversation that says, this is why that's upsetting. And Mm. This is why you shouldn't feed into that. And like so many studies show that as much as media has a huge influence on negative body image and body shaming, so much of it is alert behavior at home. So then you're also assuming that all these young people that are listening to this message or seeing that video clip have that support network at home where statistically we know so many of them don't. And I'm sure a lot of people are saying like, oh, she took it out of the video clip, let it go. But I think it's still an important conversation to have because now she's going on this huge tour and she's going to be doing press and she's going to be 
posting more to her socials. Like she's going to be so out there with this. And I would love for her to just talk about this, even just to say like, oh, I didn't realize. And that's why Mm. I took it out. And I'll have that in my mind going forward. Like I would just love her to say something about it while she's doing all the press and breaking all these records and just have that still be part of the conversation instead of just pushing it away and we'll never yes, mention like it again. Yes, like sweeping it under the yeah. rug. And it is interesting because like I was thinking about what Sally was saying and I was like, oh, like can we hold celebrities accountable for the young audience that they may have when their music has completely shifted? Like Taylor has grown up. She's in her 30s now. Her music is not really written for young people. It's not like yeah. back when she did, um, what's that song where she's got the video clip and she's, you know, see, you belong you belong with me. Oh, okay. I did not know you. I just like, <laughs> I oh my like, God, where I can, am I going I can picture our other co-host, Chelsea, just like storming the room and being <laughs> yeah. angry that I don't know about Taylor Swift. <laughs> but yeah, You Belong With Me, that song was very much for teenagers. It was written when Taylor was like in her early 20s. And she's even said in interviews of late, you know, she feels like her fan base has grown up with her mm-hmm. and then obviously feels quite close to her. But in saying that, I agree, like exactly what you're saying, they don't have the nuance to look at these messages that are put in these video clips the way we do. So Sally has a great point. But yes, please, if you have any thoughts around what we're talking about, please call us on the pod phone. It's 028-999-9386 or email us at thespill at mamamia.com.au or hit us up on the Spill Instagram page. We love to hear your thoughts on the big pop culture topics that we're talking about because it broadens out the conversation mm. and it gives us a different perspective. <laughs> well, it's been a big few weeks for our best friend, Gwyneth Paltrow. You know, problematic fave. <laughs> problematic love to hate her. We'll love to get drunk with her. I feel like she'd be a fun time. So she celebrated turning 50 recently by getting drunk on an island in true Gwyneth fashion. Gorgeous. Um, and also posing naked and covering herself head to toe in gold body paint. Love that for her. Her first group cruise launch. So she flew from the island to the group cruise. Hung like over. 50 minutes. Allegedly. There's a funny, <laughs> like some Daily Mail journalist from the UK, like stowed away on the boat, like brought in ticket under like a name and said they weren't a journalist and went on the boat and wrote these I thought you meant like stories. crawled into like the life that would be better space or something <laughs> like and then emerged. stowaway on the yeah. group cruise. That would have been better. This journalist should work harder. But no, they bought a ticket and just pretended to be a passenger and like told some wild stories. So I feel like she's been in the headlines a lot lately. Mm. It's been a bit weird. But now we have been blessed with the most sacred of all Gwyneth Paltrow's offerings every year. So this is the annual group guide. And I know that this is a very big thing for the spillers community yes, because you, you guys cover this every year. We do. Yeah, we are the most basic of bitches. So yeah, if you've been around since the beginning, we always cover the group gift guides. So it's not so much Gwyneth Paltrow picking them all, although I think she did the first few years. Mm. Now you've got to think it's the team of group minions. And basically they just put together this huge gift guide. It was kind of more fun the first few years because I don't think they realized how ridiculous it was. Like they were just saying, here's some amazing things you should buy if you want to live the group lifestyle and normal people could access it. And we're like, what the hell is happening? Now I think they are trying to get some trolling headlines a little bit and they'll like throw a few things in there that are meant to be yeah. a little bit crazy. So I'm like, guys, it's not fun if you're in on the joke. Yeah, <laughs> we're get out of fun the joke. Of you. Yeah. But also there are some things on the list that I 100% think that they think we should buy and it's yes. a wild time. So we're just going to go through a few of our faves. 
So kicking things off with the tufted boudoir chair. Yes. Which is a leather chair decked out with strips and restraints. So we're not being weird. I'm sure lots of people have sexy chairs in their house. I think if you live in Sydney, it's more of a space issue. I think so too. But this is like the Chanel of sexy chairs. Oh, this thing is gorgeous. It retails for $28,500. And the group team have listed it as for the bedroom, for the living room, or for the sex dungeon, you choose. For me, I think assuming everyone has space for a sex dungeon is very privileged because it's like most that of us Netflix show that they had where it was like build how to build a sex room. Right? Oh yeah, the funniest thing about that, like one of our other producers wanted to do a story on that, and they were like, "Does anyone in the Mummier office have you know a sex room?" And I was like, "Most of us only have a bedroom." Jesus I, Christ! It, it would be a miracle for me to even have a bedroom that was big enough for like my queen bed to fit. Yeah, exactly. I know. We've just boiled it down to like the most kind of unsexy (laughs) thing. Sorry. Interestingly, the tufted boudoir sex chair is non-refundable. So if you use it, you have to keep it. Not to be outdone. I'm just putting these two things together because I feel like they'd go as like a matching set. Yeah. A matching set. The Cowgirl Sex Machine, which retails for $1,750. So a real steal compared to maybe this is the budget version of the (laughs) $28,000 chair. Can't afford the (laughs) Chanel-esque chair you can get the cowgirl Girl sex, sex machine, machine which just looks like a kind of a big black lump like it's not as aesthetically <laughs> pleasing as the boudoir chair but you know if you're on a budget and the description says get in the saddle this sex toy is designed for riding it vibrates yes powerfully full stop but it also swivels thrusts bumps and slides Ouch. it actually sounds quite dangerous i, I don't know i'm scared of the cowgirl sex chair <laughs> i know i don't want the cowgirl sex machine around <laughs> if it's going to bump and slide it says pick between two silicone attachments so there's one perfectly shaped for clitoral orgasms and the other one is for deep satisfying penetration that's the one that scares me i think me. they're asking a lot of you to mount the cowgirl <laughs> sex machine and yep. have it moving and you're trying to hold on and also have an orgasm. For me, that's just a lot of moving parts. There's too many moving parts. It includes remote controls. I guess someone else can be working (laughs) it. Just absolutely like throw you around the room. Again, whatever you're into, we just want you to be safe. That's all we're saying. And it's made of vegan leather in case you are worried about that in any way. Gorgeous. That Um, did not enter my mind. (laughs) Well, look, speaking of chairs, I also had a chair in my list of the list, my personal list of the bigger list. I want this $5,000 meditation chair. So just to describe it to everyone listening, it looks like, you know, those little kid couches that you can get and they're like fold out little miniature couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the TV. So it's like, shut up, sit in your cute chair and watch your cartoons. It's like that for adults, like big, squishy, it's cream colored. It looks beautiful. And apparently you're just meant to lie on it and meditate, okay, which that is- I love. Such a letdown, though, after the cowboy chair. Like, imagine if, if you were, there were two people in a room and one of you got the meditation chair yeah. and one of you got the cowgirl chair. And you're like, I'm sorry, the meditation chair doesn't move around by itself and there's no silicone attachment for deep orgasm. I just feel like the meditation <laughs> chair, it's just like it's already lost the race. I've it's, missed I've, out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I think you could easily use this as a sex chair because in this list they're sort of like alluding to things a lot. Yeah. So I was like, is this actually a meditation chair or are you just calling it that? But actually, it's a sex chair as well, but just a really stylish cream-coloured one, which would be, you know, that's a OH&S issue, I yeah. think, personally. <laughs> but anyway, it's beautiful. I love it. Here's something that I don't entirely love, but I need to discuss. So one of the things you can buy is called a Song of the Soul. Sounds beautiful, oh, right? Oh, does it? <laughs> Here's the description. A personal astroharmonic interpretation by Eric Dooch and astrologer Gemini Brett. So basically... 
Gemini will translate the unique astrology of your birth chart into a musical harmony, and then Eric, I guess, records it. So it's supposed to be a song that is specifically for you based off your birth chart. What? I hate it. What? I would hate it. I know some people are very hard to buy for, but I just yes. think get a glasshouse candle. Yeah. If, all, like, I would, <laughs> if someone gave me a song based off my birth chart, oh, my God, it would be like the Patrick Dempsey singing thing because they'd watch your face while you listen to it and you'd have to react. You'd have this to react. This reminds me of a terrible gift one of my friends got me a few years ago where she entered me in a charity run and I was like, oh, I'm no. sorry, for my birthday I have to run up a hill. <laughs> What? Uh, that helps no one. <laughs> I hate that. I know. When they give you something, you've got to do something. Like, yes. I don't care if they donate the money to charity and don't give it to me. But yeah. I was like, I don't understand why I must run up a hill. Don't make and me do so- any form of exercise <laughs> as a gift. It will never go down oh well. God. But, yeah. What if your song sounds like shit? Exactly. Because like birth charts, but I don't know how these things work. I don't know how these things work either. But also, what are you supposed to do with that? Like, put it on your Spotify playlist? <laughs> like, make it your ringtone? <laughs> <laughs> Just a personal song for walking down the street? Anyway. Anyway, even more of a what the hell is this gift, you can buy a gold bar. So it's just a bar of gold, like in the ye olde times where you used to like a gold bullion or whatever that is. Yeah. It's the most obnoxiously rich person thing I can think of because the price is based, I suppose, on the value of gold at the time. So you're just buying money but in a brick. Okay. I mean, look, if society falls, which maybe it will according to the truth sayers, yes. maybe a little gold brick would come in handy. That is okay, it's just one more I have to add in and it's such a different thing to the gold brick. Yeah. You can buy in the Goop gift guide, and I wish I could get this for people, but it's local delivery only, unfortunately. <laughs> you can buy a literal sack of shit. That's yes. what it says. It's a beautiful bag of manure made from the finest poop in LA. The perfect fertilizer for any and all earth mamas. I want to throw up in my mouth so Imagine bad. going to the Christmas tree and you're like, what is that smell? But also these animals sound like they're having a better life than me. So it's a blend <laughs> of free range goat, horse, chicken and cow manure lovingly tended by our gardeners at the Flamingo Estate. Our chickens and goats are on a nutritious, regenerative diet, snacking occasionally on the tastiest food from the kitchen. So oh the goats God. and Put chickens. Me in that pen. Put I me know. In that pen. Those goats and chickens are having like a delicious time shitting and then the shit gets put into a beautiful bag which you can under my send Christmas tree. yeah you can send to someone as a literal bag of shit happy holidays thank you Gwyneth once again and the group team once again for entertaining us we'll link the goop guide in our show notes in case you're stuck for some holiday ideas and you want to get someone a sex chair a bar of gold or a sack of shit well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to The Spill today. This episode was produced by Laura Brodnick and Gia Moylan with audio production by Rhiannon Mooney. We will see you, of course, at mamamia.com.au and on The Spill Instagram. Bye. Bye. Bye.